You're listening to the Careers Talk podcast series, a Salt Studios production. Lee Henderson loved his early high school days and did pretty well, although he does admit it wasn't an academically focused place. When his parents decided to move to Geelong, Lee was sad to say goodbye to Ocean Grove and it meant he was going to attend a more academic school. For the first time, Lee felt he was falling behind in his studies and he used a tutor to help him catch up to other students. In this episode, Lee explains how a young kid with dreams of being a professional surf photographer was able to navigate the ways of education to find a career path which would lead to more opportunities. Lee, thank you very much for sitting down and having a chat with me. No worries at all. Take me back to the days of you as a young man at high school in Queenscliff. What was it like? I really enjoyed the school. In that area, it was the only school in uh, the whole sort of district. So, you know, it bust a hell of a lot of kids from different towns all to the one school. So it was quite a big social school and pretty good position, you know, right on the bay and just over the hills from the beach. Was it a very academic school or was it more about sport and fun? I wouldn't have said it was that high up there in the academic sort of world. But uniforms were pretty lazy. I think he used to wear quick silver shorts and red football socks. and The way a uniform should be. <laughs> rollers with the old uh, desert boot rollers. So what was school life like for you? Based on that, it probably sounds pretty enjoyable. I did enjoy school. I did pretty well at school. But then sort of after three years, start of year 10, parents sort of moved to Geelong, so we had to leave that school. How was that for you, leaving all your mates behind and uh, moving to a, although it's kind of just down the road in a way, back then and being a high school student, it's probably a pretty big deal. It was. It was pretty gutted, to be honest, because, you know, I'd get on my push bike and uh, grab the surfboard, chuck it under the arm and pedal down the beach and meet a heap of friends and surf every night and... You know, you could even do that before school if you got up early enough. What was the reason for the move? Both the parents worked in Geelong, so, you know, they wanted to be closer. Wasn't probably the greatest move because Ocean Grove's gone ahead in leaps and bounds. <laughs> what were some of the big differences in schooling in Geelong as opposed to Queenscliff? Well, Geelong High back in those days was quite a strict school. You know, I think it dropped off uh, years later, but it was, you know, blazers and ties and socks up you know, proper school shoes and, you know, hair above your collar and no earrings. And so basically sort of everything that a server boy is not. Queenscliff was a little bit more relaxed, you could say. I'd imagine with that comes a, a higher expectation on the academic side of study. I was sort of straight A's in maths. I never had a teacher in year nine at Queenscliff who just couldn't control a class. And I sort of didn't do much maths in year nine at Queenscliff, to be honest. And then so to catch up, I had to, I had to get some tutoring and really sort of knuckle down just because I became more serious in year 10 about school. And Where'd you find that tutor? Through my maths teacher. What did they help you do? Mainly mathematics I needed to get back up to speed because you miss a year at, say, year nine and you miss a lot of the fundamentals of formulas and I needed brushing up on just fundamentals. Was that also looking towards your future and, and what you wanted your career to be as well or was it just to get you up to speed with the other students? Yeah, it's probably just a general thing. I just wanted to get up to speed in mathematics. And at the time, I wanted to be a surf photographer. But halfway through the year, I sort of realised that may have been a bit of a pipe dream. How did that come about? Why did you decide that surf photography, granted that you like surfing, where's the photography side of things come from? Oh, look, it was probably a dream to, you know, be amongst the surfing industry and um, do something that I love doing. But then a couple of things you think of, why do you want to be in the water shooting photos of it when you could be actually doing it. 
and missing the surf. And then I thought, well, how many people in the world make a living from it? There's probably not many that make a decent living from it. So then I sort of thought, maybe I need to knuckle down. Were they just thoughts that you had yourself? There wasn't anyone who was helping you decide on a career pathway forward that was offering some advice there? Yeah, I can't remember any careers advice. Can't even really remember my parents telling me too much either. So I think probably a big influence was the fact that all the guys that I was hanging out with were a bit older, a lot of them, and a lot of them were tradesmen already, bricklayers and plumbers and, you know, carpenters or whatever. So Did that interest you, though, construction and building? I think it did. I looked like into that. I looked at them and I looked at what they were doing and it looked like it sort of seemed the road to follow if I was going to change career paths. And so I sort of I made a conscious decision, right, that's what I'm going to do. Sort of can't believe I did that at year 10 and it was so clear. And that led to you in year 11 changing schools again, right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct, yeah. And that's just because where you went was a a technical college, so then therefore they could teach more trades-type industries? Yeah, it was very trades-based. You could do all building design, building graphics. So I did at least four subjects were geared towards what I wanted to do. And is that where you really found uh, your interest in education uh, because it, you could see a real future there for you so you're much more interested in in getting involved? Yeah, yeah, that no, was. It was it was good. I sort of I had a path and I suppose I stuck to it and, and followed it. You were studying with some of your mates as well. They were obviously a little bit older so they might have been ahead in a couple of years but you were in an environment with them as well? Yeah, a lot of them had already left school and were out in the trade, out working and so, you know, you sort of speak to them on after school or, you know, just guided by sort of the, what they were doing and, yeah. So what are some of the big differences between, say, a high school and a trades school? Big thing was the gear they had. They had, you know, really well-equipped rooms full of, you know, benches and lathes and tools and the standard of, you know, the carpentry skills you got were pretty good. The two high schools I went to before that didn't have sort of anywhere near that but they didn't have some of the subjects either. What were you doing? What were you studying? Uh, like I did a building graphics, building design, then there's a woodwork subject as well. Design and, and practical building. What are some of the projects that you did work on when you were there? Oh, we made all sorts of toolboxes and tables, quite decent projects. How do you think that education shaped you as a person? Well, for me, I found it great. When I left school, I had fairly decent hand skills as far as, you know, like holding, holding a router is a pretty scary task. You know, you've got a blade spinning quite, you know, whatever, RPM and right next to your fingertips. Hammer skills, power saws, stuff like that. You, you did a fair bit of real work. When you went out to work experience, we did, I did that twice. So I'd actually done work experience in year 10 at Geelong High. And the company wanted me to come back if I had a chance. And then they offered it in year 11. So I went back and did two work experiences for the same company. And they said, as soon as you finish, jump on board, you've got an apprenticeship. So when you were doing those apprenticeships, they'd throw you in the deep end and get you to do a whole bunch of things? Or was it just the task they generally didn't want to do themselves? Got to crawl before you walk, for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, the first job was uh, knocking concrete dags off. And it was uh, about one degree and with a big grinding stone. It wasn't the best morning to start with. <laughs> so what do you think it was about you that they identified as someone that they want to employ? I think I was pretty head down into anything I did. I had a fairly good work ethic. I had a pretty difficult paper around in Ocean Grove. If you've ever heard of the Big Dipper, you know, around uh, the lake in Ocean Grove, there's a lot of hills. So sometimes it was three trips all the way back to the main street just to finish my round of papers up and down hills before school. You know, I did a chemist run after school. I worked in a servo when I moved to Geelong. So, yeah, 
think I just had a pretty good work ethic. And what's some advice for students coming through about developing the right types of work ethic? I mean, you now have obviously gone on to start a building company. If you were to employ someone, what would you be looking at? Work ethic's a hard one. It's hard to tell if they've got it until they really knuckle into a thing and you watch them for a week or two. I find a lot of kids, a lot of them don't work much anymore. They might have a job at Macca's for six months. There's not as many people going out and mowing people's lawns for 10 bucks an hour or whatever. One of the big things that I find is becoming more of an issue is gaming. Because if they're doing that, they're up late, late at night. So you've kind of identified that as uh, yeah, a bit problematic in Definitely. the industry that you're working within. Yeah. You're fronting up and asking them and saying, well, you know, why are you so tired? Why can't you do it? And they're, and they're mm. being honest and saying, well, I was awake the whole night gaming. Mm. You're seeing it more and more often in kids now. In terms of your education, do you look back and think it was successful? It was something that I absolutely needed to do? Yeah, 100%. You know, and ideally, year 12 is a good one to do too. You know, I left in year 11, but I had a job to go straight to, so I finished on Friday and started that on the Monday. So if you were to have your time again, you would have held off for a year and completed year 12, or you're comfortable with the decision you made, yeah? No, I think I would have. I think I would have finished year 12, got that under my belt. What do you think the advantage of doing that would have been? More schooling, more knowledge, a licence. Now I look at that and that's what I prefer in what's coming at me for the kids to finish year 12 and and obviously a licence makes things a lot easier. And how has that education shaped you as a person? Look, I'm really glad that I chose that change of school and went to the tech. You know, Queenscliff was a lot of fun. But, um, Geelong High School was great because it really grounded me, got me pulling my socks up, getting tutoring. Yeah, and then I really just got focused, changed schools and, and it worked well. All right, we'll stay right where you are, Lee, because in our next episode, we're going to talk to you about your career. Right. Now as a builder, Lee says one of the biggest issues he faces when hiring apprentices is online gaming, believe it or not and the lack of sleep, motivation and focus it causes. It's a dangerous job, so go to bed early. In our next episode, Lee talks us through his career and how he started a building company in the UK just so he could travel. You're listening to the Careers Talk podcast series, a Salt Studios production.